Tibet Policy Institute held its fifth Young Indian Research Scholars Conference on Tibetan Studies from 6 to 7 this month. Around 20 Indian scholars and researchers from different parts of the country presented their research papers on the topic of Tibet and the Himalayas at the conference. In today's episode of In Conversation with Tibet TV, we are going to talk with one of the participants from the TPI conference, Dr. Junjun Sharma Patak whose research paper highlights the Himalayan frontiers and India-China territorial dispute in the eastern sector, diverse Indian narrative from Arunachal Pradesh. Dr. Junjun is joining us from Delhi. Tashi Delhi and welcome to our program. Thank you for having me, you know, with uh, you in your program, yes. Dr. Junjun, can you tell us uh, briefly about yourself to our audience? Okay, I'll be brief uh, with my introduction, however. So uh, I've uh, completed my PhD uh, in, from School of International Studies uh, uh, from Jawaharlal Nehru University, Delhi. And uh, I was also working as an assistant professor for a while with Delhi University. And then I joined as a postdoctoral fellow at the Delhi School of Transnational Affairs. And uh, currently I'm working you know, with an NGO in Tawang, which is uh, a museum project. And uh, if I have to just broadly say what are my research interests, it's, of course, border conflict in India's northeastern region, which includes Arunachal Pradesh, India-Bangladesh border. And, uh, you know, currently I've been also trying to understand the entire dynamics along the India-Myanmar border as well. Your paper is uh, on the India-China territorial uh, dispute in the eastern uh, sector of India, especially in Arunachal Pradesh. So what is your understanding uh, on how the people in this region have responded to the Chinese claim over Arunachal Pradesh uh, with the recent uh, news of incursions and the Chinese uh, uh, PLA forces are entering into the Indian uh, border and naming the places in uh, Arunachal Pradesh in, in Chinese name, uh, such news like that. So. And also uh, with that, um, how the region has transformed uh, post-1962 uh, India-China war, which we know that uh, India uh, is a very surprising war for, uh, or heartbreaking war it's, uh, for India. Can you tell us about more about that? So my research actually began with the uh, question that you have actually, you know, uh, just mentioned, you know, the events that you have just mentioned that we see a lot of news of incursions, claims and counterclaims along the India-China, you know, uh, border, you know, across the entire LSE. And then, uh, but however, my research focuses on the Eastern sector in Arunachal Pradesh, right? So uh, my research began, in fact, with this entire motive of understanding how the local stakeholders along the conflicted region perceive these Chinese claim over Arunachal Pradesh, right? And also, we also need to understand that Arunachal Pradesh, say, like before 1962 and previously, it had a very different uh, relationship, say, with the center, you know, with the with the Indian state, right? And how this relationship, uh, you know, and my research kind of also looks into how this relationship started changing, say, like post 1962. So, uh, your first question, which is uh, how the local people have responded. To the Chinese claim, right? 
so my research indicates that the local population feels that these claims are baseless like you are asking me about the perspective of the local people right so my research led me to this understanding that these claims are baseless because now with time the population along that region identifies very strongly with the indian state they feel they are part an integral part of the indian state right uh, so this so this is how they have responded to the chinese claim and how, and this is how they have they they identify themselves you know uh, with the indian state that they are a part of integral part of india uh, secondly when you ask me how the region have changed after 1962 uh, so it's it's a very long you know if i have to answer i have to just go on because you know it's a long study so there is no one answer to it but however if i have to answer just in terms of what happened after 1962 yes after 1962 as you said you know have you have mentioned that it was a shocker like it was a shock for the indian state to kind of with uh, uh, aggression in such like you know uh, such uh, large scale and intensity you know so uh, the indian government after 1962 took very proactive steps to integrate the region within the standardized national discourse uh, i would say that there are some very experienced scholars who have already worked in detail about this entire transition process and uh, adding on to it i would also say that the indian government took uh, took a lot of initiatives in terms of administrative initiatives in terms of like cultural initiatives to 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 make its presence felt in the frontiers because remember at one point that region was totally inaccessible right until 1962 we felt that the himalayas are going to be like the borders you know the the guardians and the protectors but that you know after, during the war that myth, myth kind of busted right and we really thought that it's high time we kind of equip as a state to protect our boundaries so i think it changed a lot of things just not in terms of how we are looking at arunachal pradesh but in terms of how we look at international politics how we treat our neighbors and how also we are going to treat our other boundary challenges you know be it like the eastern frontier western frontier or the you know the border regions along the other northeastern states you know uh, this is what i have to say you know yes what do you think uh, should be the solution to uh, chinese aggression on the magmohan line and what sort of policy the indian government should stand for peaceful coexistence i i, I think you have talked about it a little bit but you can explain a, few, a bit more it's a very tough question there's never one you know solution or an answer to you know how can we kind of you know manage our border disputes how can we control chinese aggression there are very senior people who are more maybe more qualified to comment on this but however to justify my research i'm going to give my understanding so uh, i feel india should remain consistent with its economic goals and also in terms of military might i think i think you know it should be always uh, uh, military capabilities are an important uh, aspect of managing the border conflict with china you know and uh, currently i think the way situation is i think it's better to maintain a status quo but however i believe that india should engage with china at all levels be it multilateral forums at a bilateral forum diplomatic mechanisms or say any economic avenues there's no one answer to it right now you know and this is my understanding so far so yes far. yes okay uh, so um
Dr. Jinjun, so uh, my last, qu last question before signing off with this short conversation. Um, how important uh, do you think this kind of conference, uh, you have attended the uh, TPI conference in Dharamshala, here in Dharamshala. So uh, how important is it for the Indian scholars and upcoming researchers to have a discussion on Tibet and Himalaya uh, in India? Thank you for the question. Uh, I would say it was indeed a very uh, engaging and meaningful uh, conference, DOC. And I would uh, definitely like to thank uh, TPI, uh, Sarah College, and Dr. Penzin, you know, who kind of get in got in touch with us and, you know, gave us the opportunity. Uh, why I feel this conference has relevance because, firstly, it addresses the question of representation, particularly for the Tibetan community. See, with time and new circumstances, the needs or, and aspirations of every community changes. So when you have a platform where you're meeting people from various backgrounds who are sharing their views, we also kind of got exposed to the uh, the stakes of the Tibetan community at the current level. So, and the conference also kind of, you know, focused on the changing dynamics of the Himalayan frontiers, right? You know, and also the new issues, be it climate change, be it the geopolitical imperatives, or say environment. Uh, that that all all these things together made this con conference you know a uh, a very important point from where we could make additions to our knowledge pool right and most importantly uh, what i felt as a scholar was that there were people from various backgrounds so it was very interdisciplinary even in terms of academic like you know uh, uh, how would i say uh, academic outcome from the uh, through the conference i think we could gain a lot you know uh, and I really hope that uh, such initiatives continue in the future because it, it's a good space to represent views, you know, uh, and uh, also open our minds to what's happening. So I think that's what I have to say about this conference, actually. It was lovely talking to you and uh, thank you so much for coming to our program. No, I think it was a, a thank you for having me there and uh, thank you for being a wonderful host. Thank you. With this, we have come to the end of today's uh, In Conversation with Tibet TV. Thank you so much for watching and see you in the next episode.